Hello there, welcome to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick, you are Sam Kekovic, and together we are in exalted company because Keka... One this, day, you and I... This is the 2013 Emirates <laughs> Melbourne Cup trophy. Pure 18 carat gold. Oh. This, how good is this? Outstanding. And the great thing about this, you know, Russie, regardless of your social standing, status, or profile, it's attainable regardless of how much money you've got in the bank. It does help if you've got a billion, though. Yes, being <laughs> Jerry Ryan or Lloyd Williams or someone, of course. We're going to leave this here because, in all seriousness, I like this. You have to wear, you you have to wear gloves, gloves to touch it. And we're going to leave this here right there. We've got our pins on because the cup is on a bit of a tour, which it I is. like. It uh, sort of uh, brings it back to the people. Promoting it. And yeah. it's symbolic about everything that's Australian. Yeah, having a bet each way on a bet each day. way, having a nice uh, bit of dialogue, having a cool... Tonight on the show, there is way more than the cup because Jeff Toovey blows up. Can our cricketers win for pup? And Daniel Gill gets somewhat touched up. Oh, just, yeah, a little bit. Plus... Johnny Ralph is up. Uh, we do some over-under featuring the Wallabies and the Coleman medal. It's all brought to you, of course, by our very good friend, sportingbet.com.au. Which do have odds on the MS Melbourne Cup. And, of course, the Bledisloe Cup. You know, we had high hopes that you and Mackenzie would turn it all around. But i tell you what, the Wallabies copped the shellacking at the weekend. The first match under new coach, as we said, you and Mackenzie, but it was more of the same. So can we turn it around this face for a week? In a word, no. No, 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 as Phil Gould says, because I don't know, I had really high hopes, but they only scored two tries. That's one thing. There was a lot of penalty goals, but the downside is they let in half a dozen, and four of them down the right-hand side with James O'Connor. Well, he left his wing three times. Mog, Smith. Yeah, Mog had a mare. Look, I, Leo think, the call, I think the call to put uh, uh, Israel Folau back at fullback can't come soon enough. Jesse Mogg's got potential, but Israel's oh. a bit more of a superstar right now, and we need something right now. Well, let me tell you something. Forget about the individuals. Just collectively as a team, the dumb kicks, the soft tackling, yeah. the bad uh, when we threw the ball around, we were in an attacking move, the what, drop balls. What about the fact that they've now called for the crowds not to boo Quade Cooper? Oh, please. Oh, please. Just get it. That what is, is it? not the reason we're getting thumped by yeah. 20 points. No, we had some way wanting to delete uh, the vernacular out of our lexicon as well. Get real. That's what part of our great game is. We love a lexicon yeah. on this show. Tell you what I'd like to do with you. That bloke that wants to stop uh, bagging Quade <laughs> Cooper. See this? I don't know if you've had that test. <laughs> But it won't be just the index with all this. Two Essendon and on the field, they are gone after their fourth straight hiding, this time to North Melbourne. The hearing for the four facing charges has also been delayed. So, aside from the obvious, i.e. Essendon will play the finals, what lies ahead for the Bombers, given I think they play Carlton and Richmond in the last two games? Well, I'll tell you what lies ahead. They've got an opportunity now of resurrecting some of their, uh, oh, their poor got, play. They've got no opportunity. A, they've got a bit of turbulence in, in low-flying, in bad weather, of they course. They have been thumped the last But I'll tell you who's got the bigger issue Who? is the AFL. For the backflip in their strategy in terms of giving haven't, them more tarmac to play with... Haven't they gone quiet? Yeah, well, that was very... Was that will come back to bite them on the backside, the AFL, and this is where they've displayed some very, very poor leadership. They came back on their word. They were, going, they were adamant next Monday was going to be the hard. day. That was going to be that, the day. That was going to be the day that the Doc and their three other uh, cohorts were going to defend themselves and they were going to hand down the rulings. And then so all of a sudden, they've extended the tarmac to the week. accommodate the 8380s. You know why they've because done that? Because the legal eagles of the Bombers Boom. have put together a fairly significant 
legal uh, case, which is going to take long and protracted three years. Can That's I ask, why. Can I ask another question? Do you think the AFL have also gone soft on them because they know they're getting pumped and they know, they know they're going to get exited in the first week of the finals? Well, how would you know what I the mean, if you, had a, if you were betting uh, the finals right now and this week, and just say they were playing yeah. Richmond in the first week of the finals, it'd be $1.10 and, and $9. You're probably right. But how would you know what the AFL are thinking about? They resemble the uh, Labor government at the moment. Okay. A capricious form of ruling. Yeah, lexicons Wim as well. No, not uh, lexicons. That's a vocab. To boxing and Daniel Gear lost his IBF world middleweight title to Englishman Darren Barker in a ripper of a fight Whoa, at Atlantic yeah. City on the weekend. It was within a millisecond of being short and over in the sixth round when Gill sat 9.99 seconds uh, I had on my clock. Now, my watch, he couldn't say. get it done, So, and there are plenty of people saying he's unlucky. I reckon it was probably the right decision in the end because he had his chance. There were You look at the scorecard and they gave a, a Barker the 14th round or the 13th mm. round or something. I reckon that might have been the a 12th, 12th round. round I beg your pardon. The 12th, they gave him the 12th round. The 12th round... It was universally uh, conclusive that Gill won the round conclusively. So was he unlucky or was it a right decision? No, no, I, look, it could have gone either way. But I watched Gill, I was at ringside when he fought Mundine. Yeah. Now, I thought Gill just fought a measured fight there. He won, the, won it on points. But when he went to America, I thought he was far more aggressive. I almost thought he auditioned. He had the pomp and ceremony of putting himself auditioning for the American crowd that, the new, uh, that he had to put the pomp on so that he'd be more appealing. And I reckon he might have lost his way a little bit, but did I thought he, he fought outstandingly. Did he, uh, was he a classy loser, which boxing is oh, desperate for? I mean, he, he was fantastic at the He's one end. of the class acts of our game. Absolutely. I've said that a hundred times. I reckon there's this He's contest going on at the moment called Sports Father of the Year. He yeah. wins my vote because he was so classy. He congratulated the guy. He doesn't get the automatic uh, rematch. It's got to go through Felix Stern, yeah, which Stern. would have been a great fight. Well, well Stern but and Barker, but Bar Stern may well beat Barker. But Barker fought a terrific fight. Yeah. Now, Manly coach Jeff Tuvey had a massive spray over the referees in his post-match press conference following their loss to Souths. His dummy spit was over a no-try call by the video ref. Uh, was he justified or...? Of course he was justified. I mean, the try was a try until it's obviously not it a try. It was a Steve Matthau. Steve, Steve Matthau. And yeah. I could clearly see a spark of the ball on the line. Now, I've seen worse get awarded and I've seen... Very few less get disallowed, and this one happened. But to what's be the one rule? Run. What's the one rule in, in all codes that has stood the test of time since uh, infinite since the year dot? Referees are always right. The integrity of the referee must always be preserved. Yes, we can't I bag the referee. That, but he did not bag or, the referee. What he did was bag the decision and the people who made the but decision. But it's not the appropriate it's, forum to do that. Why not? Well, what, I, what I agree. I agree. It should change. What is the form? His eyes were nearly popping out of his head. Well, well, his nose was flared up. He was fired up. Jeff he's not, he's not the most attractive person well, in the world, look, really. We get so bored with Desi and with Wayne Bennett and with the uh, bloke from the Brisbane Broncos. He's so boring, I can't even remember his Griffin. name. <laughs> Anthony Griffin. <laughs> and others and co. Then all of a sudden, one bloke with a bit of spark in football comes out and has a crack. $10,000, you get fined. Look, I think... I reckon a, with a howler like that... If there's a howler like that, we say it a lot of times, it needs to be rectified there and you then in the minute. You me? So the all the stakeholders are happy. The blokes upstairs are the faceless guys, the referees. They have too much power. The fella downstairs, they should have said to him, mate, did you yeah. think it was a try? Yes, I did. OK, we're happy. More transparency in corporate governance. Get it right! The fifth test and the ashes are well and truly gone. So the big question as we head into the Oval for the fifth and final test is... How do we win? How, how do, do you we win? How do we approach I'll it? I'll tell you what we do. The first thing we do before we run out... On. <laughs> day one at, at, at approximately uh, 5 to 11, before we run out onto the ground, we get the whole Australian team, we assemble them, and we put up Mickey start. Arthur's mantra up on the wall about what overpaid 
spoiled brats, the lot of you are. Oh, that's going to work. About Shane Watson. What a chance has been the same. Yeah, tell the real facts, well, they lost the real truth, and see how they respond to it. They lost everything because in they're India. They're overpaid They've lost soft. Everything bar one. Michael Clark going to be the first Australian Test captain in history to lose four Tests yeah. in England. Yeah, and, it's not, and you know the irony of it all? Well, it's not poor Michael Clark's fault. It's a cultural thing. It's an endemic thing that's eroded this cancer that's uh, eroded into. Why our... shouldn't we rebuild? Rebuild's the buzzword. A rebuild. Rebuild. Let's why, rebuild. Why don't we philosophically change and get it right from the grassroots um, instead of band-aiding things for a moment? Why won't we big enough and, and every, stand up and say it as it is for once? Every bowler's you know, got a stress fracture. Fair suck of the sab, mate. That's yeah, what that we need. That was last week. Don't worry about was that. that last week? Yeah. Well, that's every our Every bowler's mate. got a stress fracture. Yeah. Every batsman's got that's emotional right. issues. If I was yeah. one of the cricketers right now, I'd be going home to watch my wife have uh, her baby and not miss out on the birth, even yeah. if she wasn't pregnant. I'd be getting out of town because it's just going to get ugly. I reckon Prince Andrew was having an affair when she was... Uh, anyway, move on. <laughs> Prince Andrew was... <laughs> Manchester United got their post. Alex Ferguson here off to a great start thanks to a 4-1 win over Swansea under new manager David Moyes and everything was back to normal because RVP scored the opening goal. Yes. Could the transition be smoother than many were thinking? Now, this is a template we need to get for Australian sport. Manchester United. Smart. Moyes, will he succeed? The hey, they've be... got $400 you know million, dollars, and if they no. want someone, they go and buy them. The money's irrelevant. How's, how's Arsenal gone what without What they've RVP? done is like the Liverpool, like <laughs> Sydney Swans, got a very good culture. You know, he's been smart <laughs> enough to appoint <laughs> Neville and Ryan Griggs, who have been at the place since uh, day one. They've all been accredited full-time coaches. The cultures remain Ryan consistent. Ryan Griggs has not been appointed. Ryan Giggs has Ryan been. Giggs. I said, what did I say? Griggs. Joanna Griggs. She's been yes. appointed. She's the physio. Ryan Giggs, yeah. And Neville and Giggs are both assistant coaches. But it's not, it's not about the culture. They've just got the most money. No, it's not. Not only about the money, mate. Money doesn't get you everywhere. Collingwood have got the most money in the AFL as well. Doesn't always help them through, and it never has, even in the open days. But it's all about culture, it's about discipline, about players coming into Australia, into the environment, knowing exactly what's demanded and what's expected of them. Not these spoiled brats Mate, it has that live in these gone. leafy line suburbs Beckham, driving these uh, V8 automobiles with strange names. Beckham, They're Rooney, driving a Peugeot, Robin. a Renault or a Citroen right over them. <laughs> get them back in a Kingswood and get them back in a Falcon Ute. Start... From now the I, bottom up, this I, is what is I, I, what is this, Russell? I reckon the blokes from the Emirates Melbourne Cup team are just saying, God, I hope he doesn't win this. I got one of these. Jerry Ryan. I knock Jerry Ryan's off every now and again. The speech on Cup Day could be one of the world's best. That's the headlines when we get back. We'll get serious about the AFL with only two weeks to go in the home and away season. Johnny Ralph is along to help us out. Oh, he spared us five minutes of his very busy schedule. He's everywhere now, Ralphie. You know what I feel like? Who was the uh, guy at the snooker? Oh, I feel like Ted. the... Welcome back to the show. The Melbourne Cup has left the building, but Johnny Ralph has arrived. And you could probably say the Cup, Ralph, Cup, Ralph, probably the most popular. In the same with kick gloves as well, or...? Uh... Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you get the gloves of a different kind, if you know. <laughs> Respective <Ralph>. icons. <laughs> top four is settled. It is. Uh, effectively now, you could mm -hmm. say the top eight is pretty much settled as well. Are you comfortable with the way things have panned out? I am. I love the top four. You know, Geelong can win four out of seven. Sydney can win back to back. Hawthorne can redeem themselves from last year, and Freo can come from the clouds. Look, Carlton can sneak into the top eight still. Uh, if they win on the weekend, Fremantle will beat Adelaide, and all of a sudden, Port Port Adelaide, Adelaide and all of a sudden, Port and Adelaide and Carlton. I, I love that match. So there's still a little bit of a frisson of interest there as well. But no one wins from outside the top four, not when they're so power packed. So how important is the next couple of weeks when Fremantle have got a? Uh, 
two easy wins. Yep. Hawthorne and Geelong both have to play Sydney. Mm. And there's a great game this weekend, of course, with uh, the Hawks as well. All of a sudden, this top two spot becomes so vital, mm -hmm. especially if the Dockers get a hands-on one. Absolutely critical. No one wants to play Fremantle at home, mm. and all of a sudden Fremantle win there. They're into a preliminary final. All of a sudden we think they can win the flag. So it's critical for Geelong to beat Sydney down there. We know Sydney beat Geelong at Simmons Stadium a couple of years back in a really emotional game surrounding Jared McVay. So Geelong need to keep winning. Hawthorne have locked in their, their top spot. There's still a lot to like about well, this. Well, what season. about the Bombers? The Bombers have had a reprieve now. They've kept their points. They're going to be in the finals. Two weeks, is there a chance that, that they've heard he can turn it around in two weeks' time? No chance at all. I don't think they win another game. We know they've got Carlton and Essendon, Car as you said, in the first... Uh, Carlton, Richmond. Carlton and Richmond, as yeah. you said there as well. Look, the season has just free-fallen for them. Really good players who are out for the season as well. Dempsey and Heppel uh, probably win a lick as well with a hamstring as well. But the confidence is gone. The run is gone. Yeah. The it's motivation like they, is gone. It's almost like they read the... Uh, someone said they read the report before it was released. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 James Heard said... Which look, is a shame. He said that the players felt like all of a sudden the shackles were released on the weekend and he felt mm. like they would play well. You can't just turn it on and off yeah. like that. You can't turn your hunger and your what passion What about the footy drums starting to beat the fact that Sheedy may be returning to Essendon? What nah. do you make of that? Not going to happen. A coterie member, you know, a former president suggested that's going to happen. No way. I don't think that he would ever be back in a meaningful role. There may be some ambassadorial role, sell a few memberships because they're going to have a five or six million dollar loss this year as well. He'll be at GWS in some sort of role. I don't think a meaningful capacity in the football department. It's very important for them to associate their brand with him. I don't think that, that um, the coach there in Leon Cameron would want him no. Sitting what in about the most meetings, pathetic but... and ambiguous mm -hmm. decision I've ever seen in football? The sacking of Michael Voss. It was a disgrace. It, it that was, is a it, disgrace. It was a disgrace. There was no reason for it. They're going to win ten games. He won four it of came six. Out of nowhere, though. The I, I think they jumped. I think they felt like Paul Ruse was a chance to coach them. Ruse said, well, I, I can't talk to you now while you've got a coach. So they went and sacked their coach. Then they went and talked to him again. He said, I don't want to coach you. It was bizarre. But Ralphie, the, even who's going to coach them now? Even if they had Paul Ruse. Yeah. Paul Ruse would have instructed, I'm sure, being the moral person that he mm -hmm. is, not to sack Voss three weeks in the season. No, the most yeah. revered figure yeah. to three weeks... That what is did just they do at the club yeah. championship dinner this that is year? Pathetic. They, I mean, Michael Voss doesn't get a start at the end of season mm. dinner? And, and that's why it's bizarre. You've alienated all you've got there at Brisbane, which are loyal fans, rusted on fans, who love this bloke in Michael Voss. But that's probably the reason. They didn't want him to win ten games. They didn't want to come home with, what, seven out of nine. It would have made a, a tough decision even harder. So he was the bloke to coach them next year if you've got no-one else. Mark exactly. Harvey doesn't want to do it. You can't get a young puppy and a young Adam Simpson. In fact, the last six or eight be. weeks, you would have ticked all the boxes. Spot on. And that's what happened where you get non-footballing yep. people who don't understand the very fabric of our great game. And if you've got game. a few players on the boardline who aren't playing anyway, who are a bit upset, will harden up players or go somewhere else. Michael Voss had this side on track. Yeah. And uh, Pierce Hanley has just re-signed, yep. which is strange. Five years. He, was, he was signed for five years. He wasn't going to sign. So who coaches Melbourne? I think Rodney Eade's favourite there. And yep. who coaches Brisbane? Woosh is going to stay at, yep. um, at West Coast. And then who, if her doesn't stick around, coaches... Essendon. I can't them, believe that there's cool. not... They haven't got someone put away. If they haven't, this is tell me the most silliest decision But there's no-one there the to history. put away. That, they can know, put away an assistant you, coach that no-one's no one ever heard you of. You put away Mark Williams and yep. everyone goes, oh, well, you've got yep. chocolate. Who looks after the trade and the draft and all, and all that? Yeah, uh, Rob Kerr, the list manager there as well. I have no idea who coaches Brisbane. Maybe it'll be a Scott Burns. Maybe it'll be whoever misses out in the Melbourne race. I think Rodney Edge still gets that. Don't think Ruzi wants to coach them. So maybe a Mark Williams, who, of course, has got premiership experience at Port Adelaide. 
Adelaide might go up there as well. But it just smacks of desperation. At least Melbourne going through a method methodical process. If they miss out on Ruzi, they've got people waiting but in the wings. But let me tell you, Ruzi, let, let me tell you, look, Ruzi, we all know Ruzi's a nice bloke. Mm -hmm. I have reservations about Ruzi succeeding next time round. Malcolm Blight, they went hell-bent through all the money in the world yeah. to him. Yeah. The fire in the belly's not still there. And it's not you, there. You, let me tell you, it's a marginal thing like playing mm. coaching. OK, what about the Brownlow? Uh, we were talking in the break about Ablett falling in a hole yep. and all of a sudden it's Selwood and Ablett, Selwood and Ablett. What? I mean, Ablett wins by six. And they've already paid on an Ablett. Ablett will get 28 to 30 votes. We know he's had two quiet weeks, but there's only two quiet weeks. But if Joel Selwood can finish 3-3-3-3 and he's got half of that component, he might get to 28-ish. But look... Ablett's got the runners on the board. He's Moral got the votes in the, the bag. They're betting two dollars. Yeah, they're playing at him as well. You're yeah, leaving Ablett. something very important out of the equation. Mm -hmm. It's an umpire's decision. <laughs> <laughs> Bear that in mind. Thanks, Ralphie. Uh, next up, over under is back, and on the menu, how many Queensland teams will make the NRL finals? How many wins for the Wallabies? How many bats in the uh, fifth test from Australia's point of view will score 100? Oh. And who wins the Coleman Medal? And what do they kick? Jesse Cameron. How good would that be? Yeah. Jack Rewalt. Time for over under, where we've got a number of course. Decide whether it's up or down, high or low, over or under. First up, Queensland teams in the NRL are fighting for the final eight position, if you believe the experts. Yeah. We've got the Gold Coast, who are currently eighth. We've got Brisbane next, and then we've got the Cowboys, who've won three in a row. So over under half a team makes the eight for Queensland. Well, six or eight weeks ago, you would have said, because they were going like busters, none of them. But now... Certainly one of them's going to make it, and I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be the Broncos. Because assuming you need 27 points, it's going to be the cutoff. The Broncos have got a pretty favourable run home. They play their last two games at home. They sit on 23 Newcastle points. Newcastle and the Dogs, they yeah. won't win both of those. And they play Penrith, who are just on fire and then out of fire. Penrith yeah. last week were unbelievable against the Warriors, but then they turn up and get beat by 50 at home. And the Titans, of course, they've... they've the Titans have got the Warriors, Melbourne and Roosters tough run home. Cowboys have won their last three, then they play Newcastle, Cronulla and the West Tigers, who can't beat time with no, a stick no, at the moment. they're shocking. I think it'll be over and I think it'll be the Cowboys. OK, the I'm race for the, the gold medal. The AFL's leading goal kicker is a hot one. Five players in the running, the top three all on 60 goals. The three Jays, Jeremy Cameron... Josh Kennedy and Jared Ruffhead over under 66 and a half goals. Remembering they're averaging around three goals a game. We're mm. saying will they get above that average between now and the end of the year? Yes, two no games doubt. over under 66. I'm saying and over, and I'm, I'm hoping, and I would really like to see Cameron from the uh, GWS, who put an outstanding performance. They do 60 goals at the bottom of the table They do side. play the Gold Coast in the last game of the season. That might be the one that gets it over the line for JK. Well, JK, JC. JC, you've got to understand, kick seven against Collingwood. Kennedy didn't get near it last no. week for the West Coast Eagles, but he had a lot of mates. Rewatch hit and miss, but he won't play this week. The one that might beat them all is yeah. Travis Cloak. Jared Ruffin. No, Cloak won't, because they play North Melbourne the last game. Thompson will pick him up, keep him fairly well subdued. Yeah. Okay. Cameron's the nominal favourite with Roughhead the danger right up his tail. Come on, please play Jack this weekend. I've taken $16. <laughs> uh, the Aussie batsmen have only scored two centuries in the Ashes so far. So, what hope any of them scoring one in the final test? Over under half a tonne. And I'm not saying scoring 50. I'm saying 100 or more. You know what's going to happen? I've looked into the crystal ball. There will be one... Century and you know who it'll be? Buys. And it's going to annoy me. Ryan Harris. Gonna, no, it's, it's Ashton Agar. It's going to be Shane Watson. 
Oh. And all of a sudden... And he gets the jail out he, of free... He, get he get, get out, out of jail free, free ticket. Oh, That's no. what's going to happen. Oh, I can see it. Is that the Swami? Yeah, the Swami told me. I had a sneak inkling... And that's exactly what's going to transpire. No, there is no there way be no they're going justice. to turn it around unless the English blokes decide to buy yeah. watermelons instead of the well, cherries. Well, what's the names out? Uh, onions and they, they're putting a couple of new Who guys. Cares? They could, you and me could bowl for England at the moment. The way they're playing as a team, they're fantastic. Got we some merit there. The highest score will be under 70 runs. It might be Shane Watson. You watch Watson will make 100. Finally, the Wallabies, as we heard earlier in the show, didn't uh, do us any uh, favours on the weekend. They got thumped. So how many wins in the Rugby Championship? Over under three and a half. Remembering two games away. Yes. Two games against yes. the Argies, who were whacked, whacked by the Saffirs. Yes. Then we've got two games against the Saffirs, plus one more game this weekend. I'm saying under. Oh, of course. When Richie McCaw can score a try, he's 48 years of age. He made us look we're like bumbling fools. No, of course not. We so that it's boiling down to us winning at home against the Sappers and then winning over there. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. Can't do it. Now, I don't know. You know I'm not even worried do. about that. I'm looking at how we can resurrect the side to be a national icon again. You know what they We're going to struggle. Economy class. Get back with the punters. Get back with the... Well, I don't mind that. There's I told 45 you. 45 of them. Fly them out the back Philosophically of the Philosophically change at ground level. Learn to build it from the grassroots. Build organically. Start cutting back some of their huge pay packets, salacious wage packets. Make them earn it. Learn to respect it. Learn to respect the colours. Learn to respect the play for your country. That brings me to the point the boss wants to see you after the show. Does Over he? under is My done. contract? Yes. Well, Next fine. up, happy time. The big I hope I get paid what I'm worth. And the Sporting Bet best bets of the week. Yes, all of that and a lot, lot more. Something about a pay cut. Me. Happy birthday this week, the Socceroo striker Josh Kennedy. Who can forget the big man? I know he turns 31. What about that header that got mm. us into the World Cup qualifiers? Well done, Joshy. Yes, celebrate by getting a haircut. Happy anniversary, Tiger Woods. This week in 2000, he won the US PGA title to become the first golfer since 1953 to win three majors in a year. And before that, it was Ben Hogan. Ooh. And I don't think it'll be done any time soon. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And happy trails to Sally Pearson's World Hurdles title. She lost to Brianna Rollins at the World Champs, but has had a very... Unfortunately, injury-plagued year. And credit to this uh, American good, girl who won 35-odd races in a row or something, yeah. it was saying. It was an amazing winning streak. Now for the big finish, Rory McIlroy will be on his way back here to play the Australian Open later in the year, adding some real star power to the tournament. You've got Adam Scott, Rory McIlroy, Carolyn Wozniacki and whoever Adam Scott drags along. Yes, and who else will come along if McIlroy comes along? That's what I said. The other Irishman. In a shock, Marion but uh, Marion Bartoli has retired from tennis at 28 years of age. The French woman only won Wimbledon a few weeks ago. Just came out of the blue a bit. Oh, good luck to her. She's done what she set out yeah. to do. She's climbed Everett. She's a bit of left field, wasn't she? She was a looks different as though dog. Ben Barber's leaving the Bulldogs. The Broncos likely to get his signature. And Daniel Ricciardo is reported to be the man to replace Mark Webber at Red Bull. A big step up for the Aussie, and let's hope he can kick some. Vettel Buck. Sporting bet best bets of the week time. South to beat the Dogs this weekend. He likes Geelong to touch up the Swans in the AFL and Sporting Bet think the All Blacks will win by 20 against the Wallabies and so does the rest of the world. I'm Russell Barwick. That'll do it. And I'm always Sam Kekovic and more importantly, you know it makes sense. You are always Sam And now let's hope Shane Watson doesn't make that 100.